Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 277 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, we're talking about God of War Ragnarok's release date revealed and all of the special editions you could pre-order alongside it. We're going to be talking about how Square Enix has yet again delayed Forspoken. We're going to be talking about how there is no Sly Cooper or infamous games that are in development anywhere. And we're going to be talking about Ubisoft's multi-game showcase that's coming in September. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm okay. Yeah. It's it's the hottest day I think so far of the summer, at least for me out here. I'm so, fine. Oh, when, it, when uh, you got uh, AC, you got nothing. You got no complaints. Must be nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, at work in the office, the AC unit is on the other side of the room, and Oof. I don't feel it because also I'm by the staircase, and at the end of the staircase is the door to the outside world that for some reason they leave open, so all the cold air leaves before it hits me. All right. It's stupid. I don't understand it. No. But other than, other than that, I'm just okay. I was going to talk to you about it, everyone, as well on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm in a major gaming funk. Oh, really? And I, and I hate it so much. There's like There's, no game that's talking to you right now? But that's, that's the thing. They all are. Mm. It's just I can't decide on picking one. And when I finally have a decision, I fall asleep because I'm so tired. Right. And I'm just, I'm so bummed out by it. And I don't know <laughs> what to do. I have to go back to Horizon. Yeah. I want to start the Quarry. I want to start Ghostwire. Uh, there's like so many other games, games that I want to play. Exactly. There's too many. I was in a similar funk where I was just like, I was denying myself Elden Ring for so long because I wanted to come back to the game and try to platinum it. When it was the summertime, when I was like divorced of all my feelings of, of all the hype and whatnot, just mm-hmm. get to the game at hand. And because of that, no other game was speaking to me. So it was like I, I was denying myself of what I feel like I truly wanted. And mm-hmm. so I think my suggestion for you, Kyle, is pick the one game. So like, let's just say it's Horizon and then yeah. just clear everything off your 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 hard drive. So that that is the game you're tackling so that you yeah. focus and you're not like, oh, I could do Ghostwire. Well, no, I, I'm it's, definitely it's I definitely want to give my copy of Emily the show to my girls, mm. the nieces and be like, please hide it somewhere in this house and don't <laughs> tell me where it is. <laughs> yeah, It's the easy cop out game. <laughs> exactly. Just take it. Hide it from me. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know in a few weeks yeah. when I want to play again. I found that my cop out game is definitely Fortnite, but it's also definitely Sea of Thieves. Mm, like mm-hmm. during the summertime i don't know why it's like i could go out and see some lovely beaches in the ocean but i'd rather sure, do yeah. that like virtually with with my friends <laughs> like, yeah. i don't know why that's yeah. the case but yeah kyle listen i've platinum elder ring Hell and now yeah. i feel congratulations yeah. now i feel like the burden's off my back and i can finally are you enjoy still maidenless or, or? <laughs> bruh i got a maiden <laughs> <laughs> bruh don't worry and about me. Worry McKella? about yourself. Is it McKella? No, nah, man. It's Lady Renna. I, I, I've mm, given yeah, my sword to her. Yeah, I yeah, put yeah. a I ring agree. on it and everything. I agree. Best ending, by the way. Yeah. Dude, what? 
I really like the all the endings in Elden Ring, by the way. I didn't like any of them other than that one. <laughs> I, fair enough. I feel like that one's the most epic, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. It, now after being like away from all the hype, damn, what an achievement Elden Ring is. Absolutely. Like, damn, I, all right, gang, I get it. Would have liked a better golden <laughs> path, but this game is like. Other than that, this game is just mm-hmm. kiss. It's it's amazing, mm-hmm. Kyle. Before we talk about all the PlayStation news, because we got a lot of it, yeah. I do want to say we're going to meet in person, you yeah. and I. Well, not say meet. We're going to see each other. We've met in person before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to see each other. Yeah. yeah. We're going to see each other this weekend. I'm so very, very excited. I'm going to your neck of the woods for our mutual friend, Mike and Kelsey, the other co-founders of 61 They're getting married again. I'm officiating. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Nervous? Uh uh, very, very much so. Because uh, you know me. Everyone out here knows me. I am an emotional wreck sometimes. And now I'm in charge of speaking the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about how much I love them and how much they love each other. And I guarantee I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, dude. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm just excited to see you and them and all our other friends who are coming out. It's going to be a good time. Question. Answer. What's the dress code like, you think? I should have asked this like a few weeks ago. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm thinking a nice dress pant and a polo. Yeah, dude. There you go. That's they what I'm thinking. I don't need to reinvent I, the wheel. Mike and Kelsey are very low-key. That's what I was thinking. As long as you're comfortable. Yeah. Like, the only reason I got actual dress clothes was because I'm in front of everybody and yeah. part of the thing. Yeah. But yeah, I, a polo dress pants, you're good. Do you, Are you going to wear the priest collar? No. Those are cool, and I feel like you're missing I, I an got opportunity. A, I got a dope tie, though. It's okay. it's great. Fair enough. Also, yeah. uh, over the weekend, I got the community hash you this time uh, with the hashtag. Uh, Did you though? Jadis, sorry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Kyle loves slangers. But did you get me though? Most of those tweets also were accompanied by Joe still loves sweet num nums. I will take any <laughs> victory I will get. I said, hey, listen, you throw that tweet out there you rate us a review on the spotify or just show us your review on spotify and uh shout out to the winner of the 25 dollars psn card that is hashtag jadis von metal which i have now renamed it's jadis von slayer slanger so oh, congratulations jadis, I'm sorry man <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry you have this cross the bear now no uh, i mean well, congratulations thank you is it across the bear <laughs> all right that said, let's get into all the PlayStation news before we do it. Just one more piece of housekeeping. That is our patrons over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. We say each and every week, if we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever the situation you are facing is, it really does help us out if you throw a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. It's the reason why we sound so great. We look so good is because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. I want to thank our newest members and i'm gonna get your name right this time sir the green gorilla gamer at the silver plus tier steven flesh upgraded he's a gold tier member now i want to thank our platinum members todd burowitz and toxic i want to thank our gold members too soon gavin gaffrey jose jimenez jedi master ren metal kirby awesome dave robbie bobby miller steven flesh and struble and bits i want to thank our silver plus members hide indoors 
Marcus O'Neill, JB the Purple Monkey, Jadus Vaughn Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Brenton Zachary, Kay Grimm, Rick Arrington, Dewane Rocksha, The Good Sir, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellish, Fuji, Annie Daynell, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Manx Vigia, The Lord Commander Corgi, Elo2032, Jinx the 28th, Bubble Boy N7, Jesse Garcia, Hambone, Aztec King, The Millennial Falcon Gaming, and Doth Simon the Pie Man. Thank you all so much for supporting the show the way you do. Also, Jinx, you see how every episode I do I, I do one step above? You know? Yeah. Every I'm just saying it comes naturally. Like I don't think about it before the show while I'm reading it off. I'm like, it's Jinx of the twenty eighth. I would love I would love to know if you've repeated numbers. Absolutely have. Okay. <laughs> so it's not that much of an achievement that you're making it out to be. <laughs> I wonder if Jinx is like sitting there in their car and they're just like, nah, you missed a week. <laughs> that said kyle we got so much to talk about it's time to square up the news the first bit of news that needs to be squared up is from the playstation blog itself written by the santa monica studio senior community manager grace or lady and grace writes god of war ragnarok is officially coming to playstation 5 and playstation 4 on drumroll please this is me november 9th 2022 we're thrilled to be able to share our release date and the brand new god of war ragnarok father and son cg trailer with all the god of war fans who have been eagerly awaiting news we hope you've enjoyed a glimpse at some of the dangers kratos and atreus could find themselves up against as ragnarok approaches kyle jedi master ren comes in with how do you feel about the nonchalant manner that sony posting about ragnarok would you have preferred a little bit more pageantry or even uh is it necessary in your opinion so kyle the news dropped today at like 9 a.m yeah via blog post yeah and a 30 second cd trailer yeah do you think there should have been more what was your reaction to it all should should have and wanted i feel are two different things wanted yeah i would have loved to see a Maybe another gameplay thing, a deep dive into the world of what Ragnarok is going to be. But I think what they did was fine. I think looking back, and I think some people pointed it out, which I completely forgot. Uh, God of War 2018 was also announced on a blog post, the release mm. date. So that didn't have any pageantry about it. Was, it was literally just a blog post uh, yeah. with the date. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I feel like the date was the most important thing. Um, like we're you and I and most people listening to this, we're day one anyway. Yeah. So like I, I don't want to see too much. I just want to know when I'm playing it. And uh sorry, Sean and Ryan, it's this year. Uh, <laughs> oh, shots fired. Yeah, they're cheating, uh, by the way. Everybody can tell that they're cheating in the fantasy critic league. Everybody hey, we're only tell. down by twenty seven points. But like they're cheating though. Like they have this whole thing rigged. Uh, trust me, I'll if they're doing it. They're they're like how Trust you rigged me. the vote for pu- when Puppeteer lost? One could say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not me, you though. Heard, you heard it. You heard it, Jedi Master Ren. Uh-oh. You heard it, Marcus O'Neill. Um, yeah, no, I, I the date was the most important thing. We yeah. know it now, this November. Um, <laughs> I, I, f- I find it a little bit funny yeah. that they didn't do 11-11. They could have just did two days later. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty because it's launching on a Wednesday. Yeah. 
It's a little weird. It's usually a Tuesday or a Friday. Oh my god, it's launching on a Wednesday? Yeah. When we record? <laughs> yeah, oh don't worry. I've I've already how excited am I? Spoiler alert. I already requested off for this day. I'm going yeah, to get I it. Will, I will also probably put that in <laughs> oh, pretty soon. Oh man. Feeling it. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> Pay paid time off need now. Um you're right. Look, I would have loved more pageantry. I would have loved to stay to play. I think we all would have loved to stay to play. Hell, yeah. you could have done a minute more and then just strapped on there a stay to play. And we yeah. would have loved it. Exactly. Uh, but this 30 second trailer sufficed because. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm all hyped. So would I have loved it? Do I think it deserves more? Yes. But there is an argument to say they don't need to show all their cards now. Nope. Like they, they really don't like Nagachaka writes in, I think the need for a state of play for a release date is a bit nutty. I think they wanted to give us a date while they put together a dandy official God of War Ragnarok state of play to show off what we all want to see in the next couple of months or so. Cheers, my dudes, which is true. Like we already know what God of War Ragnarok is, or mm-hmm. essentially we know the groundwork. It's God of War. We've mm-hmm. seen this game. We know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could come, you know, next week with a state of play. They could come August with a state of play, September, and be like, here it is. And we would all eat it up. It's another beat for marketing to take advantage of, of, hey, look at what this game is. Check it out in even more glory. And then have the official, official trailer, you know, kick off this entire game. But my question for you, Kyle. I, I to, to piggyback off of that as well, yeah. I can totally see them do what they did with Miles Morales and during the showcase have, um, if they are doing a big first party showcase in September, like it seems like they always do at this point, yeah. have a little bit of a gameplay trailer in there, kind of like what they did for Miles two Absolutely. months later, then we get the game. Absolutely. Like, and Johnson writes in. Joe and Kyle, I hope you guys are having a good day so far. Fantastic. Thanks. Are you guys surprised that PlayStation is releasing a PlayStation 4 version of God of War? This, to me, would be a great next-gen game, but I understand them wanting to monopolize on the fan base loving this series. Do they need it? Kyle, go for it. All I got to say, N. Johnson, and everyone else that has uh, the same question was Horizon Forbidden West hurt by having a PS4-only version? No. PS5 version's pretty damn great. It's a superior um, version, yeah. And, and, and it's not taking away from the fact there is, that there is a PS5 version. Right. It's, it's smart for them. Not everyone has a PS5 yet. Uh, make all the money you can possibly get, yeah. <laughs> obviously. People yeah. are going to buy this up. And uh, I think it's a win-win. Honestly, I, I, I never, never was worried about there being a last gen version of this gen games because, right. like, I'm for me personally, I'm just gonna buy it on this gen, and, right. and I think the the uh, we saw that it wasn't hurt by the launch of Miles Morales. That was a launch game. PS5 version was awesome. Um, my any fears that I had that I think anyone had, I would hope kind of alleviated by that. Yeah, And then Horizon, same thing. My worry is not what gen this game is on. Like, Horizon proved it. I do have a worry for Ragnarok. I think Ragnarok is pitted against two masterpieces 
this year. Um, it's like I put out a tweet and I was kind of taken the wrong way of, I feel like expectations for this game is either, uh, it's, it's going to be more God of war, just more God of war. I'm not that excited. Or it's this game needs to live up to this masterpiece or, or what mm. people you know claim to be, whether you think it is or not. The consensus is that this game is the best PlayStation four game you can get. Right. One mm-hmm. of the best games is period. It has to somehow live up to that while then pitted against what is this monster Elden Ring, right? That everybody's like, if there's any game that could dethrone it, it's this game. And I feel like that's unneeded expectations for this game to have that no other game has. So like my fear is like people are going to kind of judge this game a bit too harshly than Mm. it deserves. Because to me, all I want from Ragnarok is just more of this journey, this story that's being told for me to be happy. Like, I don't think of sequels needing to be quote unquote better than the previous. Like not every sequel is Empire Strikes Back, but I'm still happy for the most part that they exist. And that's Mm -hmm. where I'm at with Ragnarok. That's my only fear is that expectations are either, "Eh, it's more God of War or just being blown up to a proportion that scares me because it's just like, I don't like the narrative being set now. Are we going to have a Last of Us Part 2 narrative again when this game completes? Because, like, to me, the only theory that I have walking out is that there is no way that Kratos walks out of this alive. <laughs> like, this is Ragnarok. Gods are dying. I, I also Everybody's have on that the same block. feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, how, if they decide to go bold in their approach, how will people actually take it? Because sure. we've seen when Sony goes the safe route, like with Horizon, they get kind of damned for it. And we see when they go bold, they kind of get damned for it with The Last of Us Part Two. And so mm-hmm. I just feel like expectations need to be checked. And I feel like the narrative kind of needs to be not changed, but kind of redirected. Because I feel like the expectation of like, this thing needs to uh, you know dethrone Elden Ring or else... I don't know what's going to sure. happen is a bit yeah, yeah, too yeah. crazy for me. I get that. And I'm, I'm with you. And it goes back to what we've been saying for, for a long time where don't let anyone yuck your yum. Yeah. You know, don't like love what you love. If your game doesn't win game of the year, the, like if Ragnarok is you play it, whatever, it's your favorite game and it doesn't win game of the year. That's your game. Of the year. Game awards, whatever. That's yours. Enjoy it. Yes. Don't change it a million times like Joe does every year. I think about <laughs> things a lot. I know that was a that was a dig. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, just like if you loved it, put that on a shirt. <laughs> I think about things a lot. Anxiety. Uh, it, it's it's your thing, right? Yeah. You had an experience with that game that is different from anyone else's. Don't let anyone take that away from you. Just because it doesn't have a a arbitrary artificial sticker of game of the year on the box or whatever. Does it make it any less more important to you? Yeah, because that is the only fear. And maybe it's because I've, I'm coming off the Star Wars Kenobi train where yeah, uh-huh. every time there's a new piece of Star Wars content, there is a YouTuber that's doing the verses like Mandalorian learned what the last Jedi didn't. It's like, you know, th- those type yeah, of yeah. Uh-huh. those type of ranking stuff. Like it's the it's the YouTube Vietnam flashbacks that I'm having. It's like, we're going to have those things again. And I just, I can't. So I'm like, though I'm 
really excited for Ragnarok. I'm not placing that pre, you know, that notion of like this game needs to dethrone this. That you're not putting it on a pedestal already. Well, it's on a pedestal, but this pedestal doesn't. It's just anticipation to to play it, right? Exactly. Like it's quality pedestal. (laughs) Exactly. It's like this in the Callisto Protocol. Like I'm, I'm on board. You know. Can you believe Mm. that we have three of PlayStation's biggest IPs releasing in the same year? Yeah. Horizon, Last of Us, God of War. Well, wild. And that's like the crazy thing. So I'm actually, I want to pull up this this uh, this post that I made um, on PS Trophy Room, uh, on, on our Twitter at PS Trophy Room. The holiday season for PlayStation is Last of Us Part 1, God of War Ragnarok, uh, Valkyrie Elysium, Hogwarts Legacy, Gotham Knights, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Avatar Frontiers, Callisto Protocol, and I know I'm missing some. Whether yeah. those are first, second, or third-party partnerships, like this holiday season has been stacked for PlayStation. February so, 2.0. <laughs> yeah, so like to me, this is it's a great time to be a PlayStation fan, although as silent as they're being, it seems like there is a lot of work that I feel like they don't kind of brag enough about but maybe that will come soon enough that said kyle alongside the trailer which was amazing and and the release date which we finally got which i do want to just preface please don't harass anybody for a release date i saw some devs going like people were offering to show them their their wangs unacceptable Uh, unacceptable gross behavior and if you have to offer the problem answer was probably going to be no my guy you know yeah the answer is always going to be no just, Nobody ever wants to see that. Nobody. Nobody. No. I don't. You know, my no. doctor doesn't. There, there, there is. Yeah, there is a high chance your partner in, in love doesn't want to see it. Nobody <laughs> like, wants to. Okay. Get out of here. But very bold to think that's going to get the release date out. You know? Yeah. Come on. Wild. Be nice to folks. And I feel like that's another problem. Like the leak culture. Like mm-hmm. we trust leakers more than ever. Like. To, to me, which I get it, a lot of them have some great track records. The one that we've, some that we've posted on here have great track records, but it's like, I, I th- there's like this anxiety of like, when are you going to post it? Why aren't you posting it? And it's like, PlayStation never promised that they were going to mm-hmm. put this date out here. That was Jason yep. Shire, right? Like, nobody promised anything other than it's coming out this year. So just relax. And now it finally has. And what you said last week is like, when that release date happens, nobody's going to care when they announce it. You're right. Yeah. I I almost wish that we don't we never get leaks anymore from this point on. Like just yeah. get rid of them. Get like I just tell us the date when we get the date. Okay. Show us a trailer when it comes out. Don't I don't need to know what Naughty Dog's working on next. Just when it happens, it will happen. Like oh, I kind of miss those kind of things. We we got a question later that kind of talks about that for sure. Okay. That cool. said, Kyle it's time to read all the additions and doodads that you can get and pre-order on July 15th. Here we go. God of War Ragnarok, the standard edition, uh, comes with the full game for either PS4 or PS5. If you purchase the God of War Ragnarok standard edition for PS4, you can upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version for $10 US or currency equivalent. The Digital Deluxe Edition, you'll receive Kratos Darkdale Armor, Atreus Darkdale Attire, uh, Cosmetic, 
Darkdale Blades Handles for the Blades of Chaos, Darkdale Axe Script for the Leviathan Axe, Official God of War Ragnarok Digital Soundtrack, Dark Horse Digital Mini Art Book, an Avatar Set, and a PlayStation 4 theme. Hey, remember themes? I remember that. Also, there's a physical <laughs> del- deluxe edition as well for 100 bucks. But Okay. Yeah. Uh, God of War Ragnarok's Collector's Editions comes housed in a beautiful box representing the Knowledge Keeper Shrine. Opening the shrine, you'll find the following. A printed voucher code for the full God of War Ragnarok game on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 consoles, a steelbook display case, no game disc included, the God of War Ragnarok steelbook display case depicts renditions of the bear and the wolf, two-inch veneer twins carvings in the same style as Atreus's wooden toy carvings of the Holger brothers from the God of War Collector's Editions in 2018. The God of War Ragnarok Collector's Edition completes the set with carvings of the veneer twins. Dwarven dice set. This set comes with a set of dice with a quality wood-like finish in a dice bag with a symbol of Yggdrasil on the outside. 16-inch Mjolnir replica, a highly detailed replica of Thor's signature weapon from God of War Ragnarok, and digital items found in the deluxe version. The Knowledge Keeper... Sh- oh, is that the... Oh, wait. Now it's the Knowledge Keeper Knowledge Shrine. Knowledge Keeper Shrine. Got it, got it, got it, got it. I thought the, the other one was also named that. Uh, you'll receive one. a printed voucher code for the full game, PS4 or PS5, a 7-inch vinyl record with music by Bear McCreary. This includes two tracks from composer Bear McCreary, the Falcon, Bear, and Wolf pin set representing Faye, Kratos, and Atreus, respectively. This pin set symbolizes our hero's family. The legendary Dropnir ring, a ring from Norse mythology. The legendary Dropnir ring comes in a red cloth bag. Brock's dice set. This dice set comes with a metallic silver finish with blue detailing. The dice bag features the Holger Brothers brand. The Yggdrasil cloth map. This cloth map shows each of the nine realms within the branches and roots of Yggdrasil. Steelbook display case. No game disc included. Two-inch veneer twins carvings and the 16-inch Mjolnir replica. Hoo-wee. All these collector's editions and we don't know the price of them. So we can... Probably expect there are a lot of money. <laughs> that said, Kyle. Will I get both? Probably. I'm also bad with money, so we'll have to find out. <laughs> I mean, how dare they put two different sets of dice in either one? That Yeah, th- and that's Come how on. they get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> Come on. That said, Kyle, out of all of these additions, are, are, if you had to pick one, which one are you, you trying to snag? Oh, the big bad booty daddy. The big one. The yeah. Knowledge Keeper's Shrine. Yeah, why not? I'm actually thinking of going with just the collectors. Like, okay. just because I don't have a vinyl record to like, sure. play on. A player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't need a cloth map. So I, I, I feel like that's how they're going to get you. And I feel like they're not going to get me this time. I think I'm just going to get the sure. collectors. It's already going to be a lot. I still get the hammer. And I'm going to be a happy boy. Can I tell you a, a thing that I told myself a long time ago? Please. I will never, ever, ever lose out on a collector's edition like I did with The Last of Us post-pandemic edition. Fair. Which is wild that that is the name of that edition. It just yeah. No. <laughs> As you said, I'm like... <laughs> with, with the Ellie and Joel statue, because yeah. uh, that thing is now, I think, over $1,000 on eBay if you want it. Uh, I, I made a, a pact with myself yeah. never to miss out on the, the the best of the best collector's editions for that reason. Yeah. Which is why I got both Horizon collectors. 
editions. Not missing out. Not missing out. I wish I did get the collectors and not the big daddy edition of Horizon. Because yeah. I actually like that that uh, Tremor Tusk more than the big collectors. Without edition. all the, the yeah, craziness on it. To me, it's a little bit too much crazy for that statue. I gotcha. Yeah. Millennial Falcon Gaming writes, this is ultimately the end of physical game discs in collector's editions, question mark. Are we headed towards a dystopian future of shelves being populated by empty steel cases? Call me old-fashioned, by God. But I do enjoy slipping a disc into the drive. Oh, very intimate. And while I can understand conserving materials and on disc product, I still can't help but feel a little bummed out by not getting a physical game disc. Is this a trend we can expect for future releases? Love you both. And hope you're doing well. I Love you too. Well. Thank you. I hate this so much. <laughs> I hate it. And I know we're on opposite sides of the coin here. I know there's a discussion in the Discord that also there are opposite sides. Heated. Uh, I. Part of me is a little. What's the word I'm looking for? Think about it. Think about it. Probably not the nicest thoughts going through my head. <laughs> Very selfish of yeah. of digital owners who were like, oh, no, this is good. I'm so happy that it's, fine. it's finally. Yeah. You saying it's fine is is whatever to me, because I know where you said, but it, it's some of the people that I see online. And I'm not saying in the in our discord or whatever, but it's like, oh, finally, they're doing this for us digital owners. Get rid of that disc. That's right. I'm sorry, it's your choice for going digital. Whoa! It's your choice! Why not include the disc Mm -hmm. for PS4? I'm not saying put a PS5 disc in there. Put a PS4 disc in there with the voucher code to upgrade to PS5. I don't understand. And will be the show did it. I need the PS4 disc to play the PS5 edition. Well, that's because PlayStation has a dumb idea of how they got dumb delivery. I agree. So why aren't they? Why do they forget about this dumb dumb delivery here? Because, to, like, think about it. You have a digital version. You have a physical version. I'm with you. Let's be clear. I, I also with the oh, pressure hold on, paying. Hold on, I'm still on my soapbox, oh, sir. Sorry, sorry, I'm still sorry. on my soapbox. Oh, okay, you're angry. Why? Why even put a steel bookcase in there? Honestly, if, if it doesn't collectors. come with the Joe, what do 95 percent of digital uh, console owners? Why did they choose that route? They don't have the space, correct? Let for all me, these cases. Okay, okay. So why are you going to buy a all thing right. that comes with a steel bookcase that you don't have room for, uh, a statue, and other physical items that you don't have space for because you're going digital only? I really said there's still a small percentage <laughs> that would like those things. That's totally fine. But don't take away my discs. Because, Kyle, and this is simple, all right, if physical media was like every case is a steel book case i'd be physical i'd be like oh that's freaking rad i'll, I'll, I'll that jump on that the specialness of the steel exactly books. steel books are special that's why i'll get up there i'll maybe even put a frame on it people are framing their games now i was thinking about it for bloodborne but i gotta ship it to the uk i gotta trust the brits <laughs> gotta trust <laughs> boris johnson or whatever he's doing over there no uh-uh not doing that that's my disc that's my steel book god forbid God forbid. But like to me, it's it's still a collector's item. Like that that physical tangible thing is still sure. a collector's item. The reason why they throw a, a a code in there instead of a disc is because 71% of all games sold on PlayStation 
are digital. So they're literally just doing the math going, well, if 70% of y'all are already on the dis- uh, the digital train, we'll just throw this, this old paper thing in there. We don't have to, you know, do any of the costs for printing it on a disc and everybody gets to enjoy it rather than having to create multiple SKUs for 30% of PlayStation owners just to have that disc. And then it may sit on a shelf somewhere because that population is slowly going over to digital anyway. So that's, that's what PlayStation's thinking is. It's a thinking that to me, I would still put a disc in there. Because for the yeah. price that we're going to probably pay for these things, you should give us two copies of the goddamn game anyway. But yeah. it's just them <laughs> maximizing their profits at the end of the day. So I get it. I, I I understand the business sense why I understand it. Yeah, It's just, it, it's a lot of people who are digital only trying to talk about me being a physical media person and how dare I still want discs when I buy a game. What are you talking about? Give me my discs. God damn it. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to talk you down, but uh, I'll take them all away. Toxic writes in. Hey, How guys. Dare you? I'm curious. You're throw them in a ditch like the E.T. Atari cartridges? Absolutely, I would. Here uh, lies Kyle's physical media. <laughs> uh, what is your Ragnarok plan? going to be are you planning on taking off work trying to plat it before moving on to another game stream your playthrough stay off twitter to avoid all possible spoilers i'd love to hear your whole plan love you guys love you more love toxic you too. so kyle yeah i mean i kind of spoiled my game plan i yeah. am taking off wednesday when it comes to games like these i am not like completely all social media but i am because i can't be unfortunately um, but I am doing my best to stray away from it and just focus on beating that game so that I can have that thought to me. It's not like, a, like stranger things where you have to binge it because God knows 12 hours after everybody's going to talk about it, spoiler for you. But like, for me, it is taking that day off playing it. And because it's a single player game, I am not going to stream it. Uh, yep. It's it's my experience. So yep. what I am planning on doing is I plan on streaming just God of War 2018 in the next coming mm-hmm. weeks because I still need to plat that game. So I actually plan on beating it all over again so I have it fresh in my memory, getting the platinum for it, and then by the time that's done, Ragnarok has arrived and I'm going to be playing it. But I, I expect to be done with Ragnarok in like a week, give or nice. take. Yeah, yeah uh, I would like to take off that day maybe even thursday who knows knows? just take the whole week um i I have a surgery work i can't be in (laughs) got a bum knee could have went pro oh Oh boy i fell down the stairs for the eighth time this year um i would like to take off work to play it and like you i i want to play it at my own speed uh, taking it all in because if i were to stream last of us part two for example the, the first time i played it I, I think I counted it up and said it on the show. I don't think I have the list anymore. Mm. I cried like 35 different times. <laughs> that's not a stream. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a therapy session. That, that's <laughs> that's just watching a man slowly break down. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I, I want to experience it on my own. Yeah. I'm going to try my best to stay off of Twitter and Facebook. Because for those of you that don't know, God of War 2018 was spoiled to me. Oh, really? By some... On Twitter, on Facebook, 
um, I always forget. I, I don't mouth the word when I hit yeah. the button. My brain shuts off when I hit. The, <laughs> anyway, um, some guy, girl, they on Facebook changed Piece their of name. Human garbage. Yeah, changed their name to oh. the big spoiler and started friend requesting everybody in the kind of funny Facebook group where I was an admin. And I lost my shit. Yeah. I yeah. lost it. And and that well, it didn't take away from my love of that game, because to me it's a masterpiece. Yeah. It just the ending lost a little bit of, of its luster because I knew it was coming. Dude, yeah. And so that sucks. I'm, so I, I'm I'm going to try to stay away from everything. I'll turn yeah. off my DMs on Twitter. All I, of it. All of it. It's lockdown because um, <laughs> I don't want that to happen again. Yeah. No, same same here. Like, I got the ending of Stranger Things 4 spoiled for me, but I was oh. just like, oh, how do we get there? You but also that, had part two less was spoiled for you. Yes. You had the same feelings. And I'm like, how do we get there? But for that in particular, there's not a how do we get there. That's just a a thing. So that, that sucks because that moment is magical. That mm-hmm. said, the last bit of the last, or sorry, last of us, of God of War talk, Rigo writes in, my question is for both Joe and Kyle, are you worthy of holding Mjolnir? Absolutely not. I've committed way too many sins. I am 100% worthy. Yeah, Kyle is the worthy care. one. I'm worthy. <laughs> Kyle may not be humble about it, but he's I've, I've done a lot in my life. That's right. A lot of good things. You just got to figure your nieces to- and you can pick it up. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Please, I'll get shocked please. if I touch the hammer. <laughs> The aura of like, what the f- are you thinking? <laughs> you're you're getting in. I don't know why yeah. this is how you're going to get to Mjolnir. You're you're about to get into your car, yeah, to drive to where Mjolnir landed, and it just won't let you open the door. <laughs> it's like no, Joe. Don't I even try to try. undo the lock. It just locks again. Nah. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> but yeah, man, God of War, so psyched for it, so excited. It's coming. When Ragnarok's is coming. the next time we see it? Is it going to be that showcase in September, if there is one? No, I think you're going to see it sooner. Uh, so you're you're still thinking like a state of play August or something? Maybe, may, maybe a week right. from now, maybe August. If not August, I do think it's a month before Ragnarok arrives. So I think okay. like in October we'll know more, but. I, I think you probably want to get that major beat out of the way and not take a whole 10-minute portion of a showcase to show it. Sure. But again, like, look at all the games we just, you know, rattled off before. There's a lot. There's a lot of games that PlayStation does need to, to show. So, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That being said, Kyle, it's time to talk about our next piece of news, which is a delay. <laughs> A game that they're not going to (laughs) show. Definitely not. Or are they? Who knows? Take it away. (laughs) Who knows? Tom Ivan over at VGC writes, Square Enix has delayed Forspoken again, this time to 2023. The PS5 and PC game was originally scheduled to arrive in May of 2022, but in March, its release was pushed to October. Its release date has now been delayed by a further three and a half months to January 24th, 2023. 
Quote, as a result of ongoing discussions with key partners, we have made the strategic decision to move the launch date of Forspoken to January 24th, 2023, Square Enix and in-house development studio Luminous Productions said in a statement. All game elements are now complete and development is in its final polishing phase. We would like to thank you for your continued support and patience on this journey. Your excitement for the game inspires us every day and we cannot wait to share more about Forspoken with you later this summer. Ding, ding, ding. Very, very interesting. Yeah. MKB writes in via, like you can too, if you head on over to the Trophy Room Discord server, or if you follow us over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, they write, do you think the postponement of Forspoken is a strategic move for Luminous slash Square? Or do you think this was a decision ultimately made by them, by their key partners, dot, 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 i.e., Sony? Kyle, what do you think happened here? They're talking about... I think Sony was like, hey, God of War's got a date. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need you at this time. And also, to have Forspoken be sandwiched in between Last of Us Part 1 and God of War Ragnarok, games are expensive now. I I feel like they want that game to sell because that is a PlayStation console exclusive. Um, even though it isn't first party per se, to have it sandwiched into those two Hall of Famers juggernauts, it's probably not a wise decision. So yeah, the the partners are like, hey, let's push it a little bit. And honestly, I think January is a great time for it. Yeah, I think having Dying Light soared in January, February. Yeah, I I mean Dying Light One and Dying Light Two, you know, did really well because of that. Monster Hunter is another keynote Mm -hmm. game that came out. On a January in a January and did phenomenal. Yeah. So I'm thinking like if this was a known quantity, let's just say a Final Fantasy, let's just say, right? Yep. I bet it could have gotten away with being in the holiday, you know, release schedule. Sure. But you're right. It being sandwiched not by just Last of Us and God of War, but think about it. You got Gotham Knights, you got like Call of Duty, yeah, you got Marvel Midnight Suns, like mm-hmm. you have so many of these games coming out in October. It's it's looking like another February. God, I'm, yeah. getting, I'm getting the flashbacks. Yeah. Hurts. So uh-huh. you you don't want to be there for a game that is a first. So you want to have as least uh, of competition out there as you can get. So I think pushing it to January is a smart move that I, I, I kind of think maybe was the the reason for the God of War announcement delay. Of like, sure. hey, let's get let's let's let's, let's figure it out. Let's figure thing. out a date where we could put y'all. Let's hammer away the details, and we'll announce this when we announce God of War. I think that's probably what that's happened. A, I, that is a great point, because, yeah, it was the same day, obviously. Yeah. And I feel like what the reason why we didn't get that God of War date when everyone expected it is because something came up. Yeah. And it's probably, yeah, it's most likely this. They so were trying to figure it out. And when it says later in the summer, I think that is... Showcase? Not so much showcase as... um. Here's what we're cooking up for the holidays. I do think if you're PlayStation, you want that because you want the future game showcase to show you the future games that are far out and you want a state of play that shows you the here and now games to look forward to. So you're going to see more Forspoken, but I like what Muffin Mountain writes in. Are either of you concerned about Forspoken? This has been the second delay, and there's been mixed reception to the trailers they've shown so far. What do you guys think they need to do to win people over 
with this game. Yeah, I mean, like, we talk about it a lot here, too, of being a little mixed. One trailer will like it. The next trailer will be like, I don't know about this. Uh, the frame rate is questionable at times. Stuff like that. Kyle, I want to know, like, what is the thing that they need to show to win you over? For me, I think it's just a clear gameplay trailer mixed with a little CG. Like, show us a trailer of what this game is. A little bit more dialogue. Show us some more gameplay that gets a clearer representation of what you're doing in this world to get me excited. I don't know. What about you? Well, for me, I'm not that worried. Yeah. Uh, like Uncharted 4 had like three delays. True that. I, I realize two different things entirely, but like I'm not worried when a game has more than one delay because this isn't a. This isn't, I don't think, a CD Projekt Red situation. Um, What do I want to see to kind of win people over? I would love for them to throw a demo on the store. Mm. Just just because, like, when you look at that that gameplay and whatnot, the first thing that pops out to you is just how fluid the traversing is Mm. and how cool it looks. And I, I think putting people behind the sticks on that game is going to do more than just watching a trailer. I mean, you could put that on, you know, like the, the PlayStation tier, right? The premium yeah. tier as they yeah. have at it, you know, try it out. I think that's a, that's a good idea. At least get the, I, the word I, of mouth out there. I miss the days. Like when Square Enix specifically used to do this all the time where you would buy a game and it would come with a demo of another square game along with it. Like I, I, I know Konami did it with like I think Zone of Vendors came with Metal yep. Gear Solid Two, I think, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, I there was a Final Fantasy Eight, I think, came with a demo with something. But like I, I miss those days, mm-hmm. and I could totally. I think a demo will do wonders for Forspoken. Yeah, and I think the delay enough. I think we'll do that game wonders so that they could polish yeah. it a bit more. And again, it being out there in the middle of or at the end of. January, it's going to help that game a lot because the only game yeah. out there is is Dead Space, which we even think maybe that's going to get delayed. We have no faith in 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 you know release dates unless you're God of War. I have no, you're this soon, ain't no way. Yeah, but then they wait fast forward for a few reason. months from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, uh, yeah, that's I I think a lot of people are like. Does this mean the Square acquisition is happening? I don't think that this is an indication. I really do think yeah. PlayStation looked at Square. Square looked at them, going, "Okay, let's 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 take a moment here and, and talk about what this game actually is." Because you could take a look at like Back for Blood, for example, which was a good game. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Was a new IP even out on Game Pass, and that game did not do the numbers that I believe Turtle Rock wanted that game to hit, and so. You know, even with the games that are critically liked, um, if if it's a first in the franchise, it's really hard to get that word of mouth out there. So it's really good to just place it in a less competitive month because October is way yeah. too competitive. Gives it time to breathe for sure. Absolutely. That said, Kyle, whew, talk about giving something room to breathe. Let's talk about <laughs> Ubisoft's multi-game showcase and Skull and Bone. 
Revenge. Ooh, Matt Kim over at IGN writes about this Ubisoft multi-game showcase coming in September. Ubisoft has been a bit quiet this summer, but the company plans to return to the spotlight when it debuts a Skull and Bones Ubisoft Forward in July, followed by another showcase in September with new reveals and updates on several games its studios have been working on. In a blog post, Ubisoft announced that on July 7th, that's today, listeners, if you're listening on the day this that's show right, releases, right. there will be a Skull and Bones spotlight with an in-depth look at the upcoming open-world pirate game. Then on September 10th at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, a new Ubisoft forward, quote, returns in full force, ready to reveal updates and news on multiple games and projects from Ubisoft teams around the world, end quote. While Ubisoft has been ramping up the launch of Skull and Bones, we know there are still several franchises and games we haven't heard from in a while, including Assassin's Creed. The latest reports suggest Ubisoft is working on creating a live service evolving Assassin's Creed game. There are also other franchises like Far Cry, Watch Dogs, Rainbow Six, and more that we could potentially hear from at the event, as well as the delayed again <laughs> Prince of Persia remake. I don't think Ubis- so. No, not there. Ubisoft already revealed the next Mario plus rabbits at, at the latest Nintendo direct, which is, can I, yeah, please. I, I want to say before you steal it from me, please. you know what we're going to see? We're going to see the avatar game. Yes. That's a lock. Which, okay. So rumor about this, uh, uh, this avatar game coming out later in November, I think, the, I think November 18th, 18th is the date or 20th. I saw. Yeah. Again, also will be promoted by PlayStation as the insider, or the investor call uh, kind of, uh, leaked out that being said though they want it before the movie they want it before the movie that game's gonna be first person Why? Has it. if this is i'm gonna say something absolutely wild if Uh-oh. this is far cry uh oh my god what was the what was the far primal but yeah. with avatar skins with navi with navi I am so on board <laughs> because I am the only person that loved Far Cry Primal. I so my issue with Primal was yeah. I played it too close to Far Cry Four, and Fair. it's essentially the same map. Fair, yeah, it is. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. it was, it was like a little too much for me, too close together. But I need to go back to it at some point. Yeah, and I mean it's the Division devs as well. I think what is it called? They're massive, right? This Avatar game is the reason why they got the Star Wars game. Yes, so. Well, like, let it be known, like Avatar showed this game, yeah. whatever it is, showed great promise. Yeah. And just to let that be shown, uh, Sean Capri, we do have that on our fantasy league instead of Stars. So, you know, before Sean Capri, a host of the uh, Xbox Drive, starts to math off about his fantasy c- critic league, he should maybe take a goddamn seat instead of start cheating the way he has. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, I'm so, I'm really excited for this showcase. I want ubisoft to do good i want them to you know it's been very hit and miss with them no doubt since Mm -hmm, valhalla mm -hmm. so i i i have great faith in them i i know mario plus rabbits is the reason i'm gonna blow the dust off my switch to play that that and splatoon 3 god there's so many there's too many games too many games too many how am i gonna squeeze splatoon 3 in there I don't know, Joe. <laughs> is that going to be your new comfort game instead of Fortnite and see Thieves? I get to pummel kids and it's, <laughs> uh, you don't get kicked out of the playground but, for doing it. Here, we, we talked about Avatar of the Showcase. Yeah. Are you actually excited to watch the Skull and Bones thing? Yes, I am. Because here's the thing, Kyle. Okay, and, and Clear Rings writes in, do you think Skull and Bones can turn out well considering the developmentally, de- developmental history of the game? I think with the drama that we've been hearing, yeah, that's in limbo. 
but I am excited to see something different, man. How many, <laughs> like, there's so many games out there, and I feel like none of them are tackling the theme of uh, of of pirates. Like, that's just a theme that's just lacking in games. And it to be in the Indian Ocean instead of the Gulf is another, like, theme that we haven't seen because we don't think of the Indian Ocean as this big deal. But that was the big deal in the 1800s of how do we get to the Indian Ocean? How do we get to trade with with, with, with India and, and all that stuff? Like... That's really exciting to me. So there's a bit of history that's been ignored, not just in games, but in media alone. And there's a theme of piracy that I absolutely love. So yeah, I'm having a lot of faith I, on this. Are you are you going to be if it seems to be your thing when you watch the showcase? Mm -hmm. Is this going to be able to pull you away from Sea of Thieves? And can you handle playing two pirate games at the same time? I don't know. That's a great question because uh, y'all know I have like 29 days into Sea of Thieves. That's awesome. Yeah, I again, I love it, and I'm really good, Kyle. I'm I'm really <laughs> good. I do some stuff that let, let me tell you. I play with our, our good friend Captain Logan. Right, he's uh -huh. a pirate. Like he has a Keel Hall podcast. Y'all should listen to. Guess what? He was talking a whole lot of crap the other day. His boat yeah. sunk. Whose boat didn't sink? <laughs> My boat. So maybe I'm the better pirate. Rare, maybe you should, you know, jump on a few interviews over here. I'd love to pick your brains about Sea of Thieves. But like uh, who knows? If if this game is intriguing, I feel like so many people are writing this game off simply because of some things they hear. Well, I want to see it. Yeah. You know? I, I also have questions because when it first debuted or shown off. And I believe 2017 E3. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I feel like it was a multiplayer only kind of pirate battle game. This is saying open world pirate game. Yep. So is this essentially like the unofficial sequel to Black Flag? That's what it's kind of. Or are we, or are we staying on the ship the whole time? I don't think we're staying on the ship the whole time because the I'm poster, you see three figures on it. Mm. So I'm like, mm -hmm. is this a dragon like drop out multiplayer? Like, is it more cooperative? Will we have arenas? Is it going to be like Sea of Thieves where you're making alliances and breaking them, you know, mid play session? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What does this look like? That has me on board because I liked Black Flag's uh, combat. Yeah. A great yeah. deal, but so did I. I feel like a lot of people say like, "I don't want to be the ship. I want to be the ship." That's the best part of being a pirate. But I wouldn't mind if we're swashbuckling on some beaches to get mm. some lost treasure along the way as well. Mm -hmm. So to That'd me, cool. if, I, I'm like, if the more this game's like Sea of Thieves with some extra features attached to it, the more I'm on board with it because I get to play it on PlayStation. So that's yeah. where I'm at. I'm. I'm really, look, I'm excited. Kyle. <laughs> yeah. I'm legitimately yeah, yeah, excited yeah. for this. And uh, I will be streaming it as well. So if you're listening to this, you have like T minus 15 minutes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room. I'll probably be joined with uh, by Luke Lore. I haven't asked him yet, but he's not nothing when going on. When is, uh, <laughs> what time? <laughs> I know that teaching life. Yeah. Uh, what, um, what time is it? 11, is it in the morning? Yeah, 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. uh pacific time and i think that's what like yeah hey, it's 2 p.m but Eastern. i would love to shout out ubisoft for for doing this thank you ubisoft for putting your showcase in september on september 10th on a saturday 
I don't have to worry about rushing home or missing it. And I got a question for you. Do you think they're going to like announce the games that they're going to show off? Like the next Assassin's Creed before the end. I hope not. I want to, I I just want to see the things. Okay. We're not seeing the Prince of Persia remake. That just got, are we not even going to see Spoon or so? Oh boy. I feel like they deserve it, man. I feel like they at least do the the goggle. How long ago did they do the tweet thing? (laughs) December, right after the NFTs. They still doing those. You think? I hope not. Hey, did you see that NFT console thing? God, God what a stupid idea. <laughs> they, first off, they copied Nintendo's logo, and you know how litigious <laughs> yeah, they, they are. Did. Like, exactly. Miyamoto got out of his chair. He's like, I get to sue someone again today? Let's go. And then they're like, we're really passionate about this. Really? Really passionate about it, NFT bros? Because you didn't even make an original controller. That is straight up <laughs> a knockoff PS4 controller. Uh-huh. With eight, like the most generic, like letters, like A, B, X, Y, that you've ever seen. I feel like they bought the remaining stock of Ouya and just (laughs) repackaged it. Yeah, we'll put them both together like a rectangle. Uh Uh, We will, we'll put, you know, Times New Roman font on the letters. Nobody's gonna know. We'll, we'll gut it and just buy Raspberry Pis and put that inside. Exactly. (gasps) It's the one centralized place to get all your decentralized stuff. Made sense. Oh boy, now I'm gonna get, now I'm gonna get. An email oh from an NFT bro. Hey, real talk. Don't email <laughs> Joe prepared. what you've been emailing. Him. I'm not prepared. An How NFT bro is going to tell me to go f- myself. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it. I have eight different wallets. Eight different ones. <laughs> I, I got all type of doodads, knickknacks, and monkey <laughs> icons. What an awful flex. Hey, how many wallets do you have? <laughs> I got 10. Elon liked my post. <laughs> <laughs> to the moon. Go away. So no spoilers. <laughs> uh, I think I think they'd be wise to show something. All right. I would, I that so. fan that fan base deserves it. They really do. Real. If there's one fan boy base that deserves a win. It's spoiling yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they need it. And they haven't been threatening any devs' lives. So nope. Nope. They definitely deserve it. You know what we deserve, but we'll never get caught. <sighs> A little raccoon and some superheroes. And a better segue than that, because I can't see myself topping it. (laughs) (laughs) Mac Ashworth over at PS Lifestyle writes, New Sly Cooper and Infamous Games aren't in development. Sucker Punch confirms. And what will be a... Oh, boy, Mac. (laughs) Sorry, Mac. You threw me for a loop, Mac. I didn't read this beforehand. In what will be a Sucker Punch blow for fans of Sly Cooper and or Infamous, developers Sucker Punch Productions has confirmed that there are no plans to revisit either franchise. No other studio will be working on those games either, so fans can forget about any spinoffs or remakes handled by a different developer. In a blog post on on its official website, Sucker Punch provided an update on its, quote, legacy franchises, stating... As our games continue to grow in scale and complexity, they require the full attention of our studio. With our focus on our current project, we have no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper right now, and no other studio is currently working on projects related to those franchises either. These characters are very special and near and dear to our hearts, so while we never say never to reopening those doors down the road, for now there are no Infamous or Sly Cooper games in development, end quote. The developer concluded its blog post by stating that infamous two UGC servers would soon be moved to a new home so that they can be kept up and running for a bit longer. 
The team is also aiming to put the Cole's Legacy DLC for Infamous Second Son on the PS Store for all regions, as this was previously only available as part of the Collector's Edition. As for the new Sucker Punch game that is in development, eager fans got no hints at all in the, this blog post, with the developer signing off with, quote, we're not ready to talk about whatever might be next, but we hope you'll keep following us whenever we're ready to share more, end quote. I wonder, this is just a question for Mac Ashworth, which is the coolest name I've ever heard, and that's why I don't think it's actually a real one. Uh, sir, did you get your new balance shoes before you said that dad joke of sucker punch blow? Did you? Hmm? <laughs> did you get your cargo shorts out and go, the kids are really going to dig this one? Have you? Have I you no shame, Ash? I don't know if you've ever <laughs> seen this commercial. But there's a Geico commercial of this guy teaching dads. Yep. And he and, and there's a guy that walks by with blue hair and he's just like, We all see it. Don't say anything. <laughs> Don't say it. Yeah, it's like we're trying to prevent you from becoming your exactly. dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh all right. So this this is a little sad. It's it's a bit of a bummer. Although I love that they just brought it up. Yeah. I, I again we, we talk about all these leaks rumors. I would love to get like some folks that are known for leaking stuff out here to, to kind of talk about it because you know there is a conversation going on of like is it appropriate to leak information or to talk about information that the public isn't necessarily privy to yep. at what extent is it okay what extent mm -hmm. is it a bit too far and is it a developer or a publisher's responsibility to tackle said you know accusations or rumors of speculation because to me i don't know if i have the best answer to it obviously sucker punch wanted to get in front of this and wanted to kind of quell any rumors because yeah there was tons of rumors i think we've even talked about them on the show of like you know pixel opus apparently maybe working on a sucker punch uh yeah previous ip so like like them using the sly cooper logo in that weird commercial yeah, uh, of like the chess game happening in the city. It was it was in that commercial quite heavily. Yeah, and so it was like, is that a cue? Is that a wink and a nod? It's like, no, it's just kind of a, a wink and a nod to the heritage of these studios and and of PlayStation. So, I, I I'm I'm curious of what you think. Do you think it's a developer slash publisher's responsibility to talk about rumors and speculations to kind of quell expectations, or do you think by doing that you may accidentally say something you don't mean to announce you know i think it's a little bit of column a and column b i mm -hmm. think i appreciate them doing that to kind of just shut everything down yeah before it gets just out of hand but also yeah you do leave room for like a slip up yeah. If someone's having an off day at the office who's proofreading and, and signing off on the statement, they could miss something and then it just opens up a whole other can of worms. Yeah. But uh, I, at the end of the day, I do appreciate them just saying not only are they not going back to it anytime soon, but no other studio is handling the IP. Yeah. Um, while it's a bummer. I'm just happy that they're going to move forward and continue on Ghost of Tsushima and whatever cool new ideas that they are going to bring up. Yeah. And there's no way they're not working on Ghost of Tsushima what, yeah. too. 100%. That game sold way too freaking good to, to pass up on it. Yep. So yeah, though I'm, I'm, 
you know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the Infamous games. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think PlayStation needs them because they have games like Spider-Man and now Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. don't want to just flood the portfolio with superhero titles um, with anything that is not Marvel, let's be honest, or DC. Um, and though I have a great appreciation for Sly Cooper, I do feel like they are missing something by not going with Sly Cooper. Or not by lending that IP out to someone, or at least give a remake or remaster, you know, you know, cough, cough, blue point, or whoever, um, to kind of tackle it. Because I feel like, you know, the action platformer is coming back, and I think Sly was such a unique platformer for its time, and was doing things that I don't think platformers were doing back on the PlayStation Two and even PS3 era. So. Though I'm bummed about it, I do like they they want the extra precaution to say, hey, listen, those leaks and rumors, don't buy them. This is just them, again, setting expectations where they should be. Well, they they did lend Sly Cooper out for the the last Sly Cooper game. Okay. It was made by Sanzaru Games in 2013. Thank you for for letting me know. So it's been longer than that since they've worked on a Sly Cooper game. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a bummer that we're not getting a Sly game anytime soon because I do think... That game will work, like you mentioned. That that, that that mascot platformer thing is all the rage, and for good reason because they've all been pretty fantastic. Oh, yeah. um, it, it it is a bummer, and yeah. this also I think just hints at there's no PS All Stars Battle Royale either Ooh-wee. in the works, which would <laughs> also would been would have been cool, yeah. but. You're missing yeah. it. You're missing it, Sony. These are these are home runs, just up to the plate. Home runs. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the Nintendo doesn't get to tease a, a, a Switch Pro and and people like get excited about it, and we can't even not have a Vita too. Like, come on. <sighs> I really feel like they need they they need to go back to. I feel in a few more years they'll all come back around. <sighs> Because, okay, because there's a rumor Xbox thing. I know we're going along in the tooth there. Rumor Xbox yeah. handheld. That gets me hyped. That gets me yeah. so hyped. I You're feel like you a- can't look at the Steam Deck and be like, oh, we exactly. don't want one for our stuff. Exactly. And, like, uh, come on. It's right there. Like, just you although, can even put although, it, like, a PS4 in there, and I'll be, you know, like, the, you can shrink they, it down with a ray gun. <laughs> yeah. Or the, they are putting their games on PC, so maybe they're like, eh, maybe we don't have to. Because they can play it on Steam Deck. I don't know. But I feel like you, you see the Steam Deck. Like, yeah, I want that for our own yeah. ecosystem. I, someone way smarter than us that works with these doodads and gadgets will let me know. And gizmos will let me know why you can't just, like, shrink ray a PS4. Or, or the, you know, like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Like, you just, I need a Vita, too. Jesus. I I'm feel like playing- you can go to a, a Radio Shack and just... You know, buy the stuff they need. Oh, I, I didn't even bring that up about the Twitter. By the way, go wild. look at their Twitter account. It's wild. wild. It's run by Crypto Bros. And oh, oh no, really? Yeah. Oh, I bet they bought that with an NFT or something. Oh boy, it's oh, wild though. Boy. All right, so we're a little bummed by that, but listen, yeah. it's time for some flash news. Gotta run fast. Gotta run fast. Oh god! Oh god! It's coming after me. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. What is? Who knows? It's terrifying. Lollipop Chainsaw remake announced for twenty twenty three. Lollipop. Uh, <laughs> why did I do that accent? That is so undefined. I don't know. The only reason I said lollipop like is because I think you said it in a weird way the first time. I did. I, did. I doubled down on it. 
<laughs> Announced by publisher Dragami Games, which was led by the original game's producer, Yoshima, uh, Yoshima Yasuda, the game will arrive worldwide next year, although the formal title and platforms have not been announced. Co-creator Suda51 and James Gunn, that's right, the Guardians of the Galaxy and I believe even better Peacemaker, have both been confirmed that they have no part in the upcoming Lollipop Chainsaw remake. On Twitter, Gunn said, I've heard about it uh, for the first time from Suda a couple weeks ago. Suda followed up by saying, neither Gunn nor I am involved in this project at all. And Grasshopper Manufacturer Suda's company has nothing to do with the development or anything. Gunn then later tweeted that neither he endorses nor condemns the project, but wanted to make it clear who is and isn't involved. To add uh, my two cents, like James Gunn says, neither he nor I involved in this project at all, and Grasshopper Manufacturer has nothing to do with the development. Oh, this is me double speaking, Suda. My bad, Suda. Um, Suda! So, Kyle, Lollipop Chainsaw. Game I never played. I'm really interested in it, though. Yeah? Yeah. I, it was always a weird game that I would have never tried back in, what is it, 2013, right? Uh, but I feel like I'll try it now. Sure. And also to get to see, like, James Gunn's early work in terms sure, of, like, yeah. his, him him writing uh, for was games. That, was that around the yeah. same time Slither came out? I don't know. Do you know? Do you know Slither? Nope, but I don't. I don't like that Ooh. word. That's another word we could chalk up to num nums. <laughs> Slither is a, a horror film that James Gunn made in 2006. Oh wow! Okay, all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. I highly suggest it. Uh, I'll pass. A right. new Horizon Forbidden West update has added VRR and 100 hertz modes. The new update for Horizon Forbidden West has been released, adding a support for the variable frame rate VRR displays. Version 1.17 patch also adds a high refresh rate mode of 120 hertz displays, as well as a balanced 40 hertz graphics mode for displays that support 120 hertz, like our TV's humble brag C1. Here we go. That's what we are. Uh, VRR syncs the frame rate of the game being played to the monitor, which in theory reduces notable frame drops and other graphical issues. As for HFR mode, 120 hertz doesn't mean 120 frames per second. Great that you said that, VGC, because I would have just assumed (laughs) that, and I got dumb, dumb eyes, so I would have believed it. Uh, It simply means that the screen has been refreshed 120 times every second. Isn't that 100 frames per second? Oh, whatever. This can lead to an increased frame rate and reduce input latency, though. Cool beans. A great time to come back into Horizon, because, Kyle, I'm on the path to Horizon now. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right? I know you're just starting your path with Horizon. I am... No, not starting. Like, I put in many hours and just got sidetracked with Elden Ring. I'm platting the path. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to try out the 120 hertz mode because the game already looks beautiful. So I'll play like 180p or whatever. I I love how much PlayStation first party games get supported. Yeah. So soon after release. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. 
action RPG Valkyria Valkyrie Elysium. I was buckling down for Elysium and I fucked up a Valkyrie. Yep. So, oh, I've been there. I get it. Get September release date, new gameplay trailer. This comes from Robert Ramsey over at Push Square. Square Enix has pushed out a new trailer for Valkyrie Elysium, which confirms that an action RPG will be launching on the 29th of September 2022. You Europeans with your dates, flip, the, flip it around. All right. I'm not here. All right, listen, we did imperialism for a reason. Flip it around. For both Whoa. PS5, PS4. Marshall Plan, flip it. You owe us. <clears throat> it's been a long time since Valkyrie, <laughs> Valkyrie franchise had a proper outing on PlayStation. The last entry to grace Sony consoles was Valkyrie, Valkyrie Prof- Profile 2, Samaria, which released on PS2 back in 20, oh, 26. Sorry, Jesus. 2006. 2006. Really, Elysium really threw me through a loop. And the same year port of the PS1 title, Valkyrie Profile, hit the PSP. Ooh-wee. We watched the trailer. This, again, comes out September 29th. Square Enix game. So maybe another reason why they wanted to push, you know, Forspoken out. Can can we just but quickly yeah. talk about Square Enix and what how many games they are putting out this year? It's a lot. Well, I I have a a list right here. So we got the near automata, the end of your edition on Switch. Uh, Well, Forspoken got pushed. That hasn't been highly reflected here. Harvestella on PC and Switch in November. Uh, We've got Ever Crisis, Final Fantasy VII on mobile. Star Ocean, The Divine Force. The Diofield Chronicle, Valkyria Elysium. Then we've got... Uh, oh my god, there's Dragon Quest games too. I feel like mm-hmm. there's a lot going on with Final Fantasy then, uh, 7 Crisis oh, Core. The Crisis Core, yeah, which just showed some more gameplay, dude. That game looks good. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a Very day excited. one for me, too. Oh yeah, I feel like I'm becoming a Final Fantasy fan, Kyle. Oh, I love it. I got I, I got it. it on the Steam Deck. I, I got Final Fantasy 6. Have you played any more from the last time? A little bit. I'm, okay, I don't okay. hate it, Kyle. I'm, I'm yes, Kyle, yes. The weebs are getting to me. I'm in the weebs and I'm kind of enjoying myself. In the weebs. I feel like man. that's our next shirt. Yeah. I'm in the weebs. <laughs> and it just pixelized like Pokemon no, no, grass it, with eyes it, poking out. It either that yeah. or it's it's grass with just iconic RPG <laughs> weapons sticking yeah. out of the grass. All like right. the Buster Sword and Yuna's uh uh a staff from Final Fantasy X. Oh, oh yes. God. I want it. Well, I dug this trailer cool. as well. Yeah, looks cool. I'm kind of, like, kind of Too getting excited games. for this as well. How do I balance? Because this does look like, yeah, like what we expect a you know Japanese role playing action game to kind of look like. Um, so, like for me, the only thing that I could pop in my dumb dumb brain because I'm not, you know, uh, usually a fan of, of of that genre is like a Scarlet Nexus, and as long as they don't talk nearly as much. I feel like I could be down on it because I really like what I saw so far from from that trailer. I like Did you the end combat. Up playing Tales of Arise or no? No, I have not. Okay, so I I can... really enjoyed that game. I need to go back to it, but it's giving me some of that vibes with the combat. That's not Square game, right? That's Bandai. That's Bandai. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm learning, guys. I'm learning. I'm trying. All right, Kyle, are you holding on to something? I am. Oh my god! What what is that? What is this? Oh, I finally upgraded my internal storage. On Ooh, PlayStation how many 5. gigs? How many gigs? Uh, a terabyte. 
Right. Okay, Best Buy had our 4th of July sale. It was half off. I was Ooh, like, yeah, now's the time. Look at that. Yeah. Now's the time. <laughs> Celebrate America with capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. On the 4th of July, instant sports all-stars on PS5 and PS4. Rainbow Advance on PlayStation 5 and PS4. On the 5th of July, Arcade Ageddon on PS5 and PS4, and guess what? You can get that as well if you're an essential member. So uh, go, go get that <laughs> Dungeons of Sandaria on PS4. Yuri Kill. The Culmination Games. All right, on PS5 and PS4. On July 6th, Cursed Island on PS4. Lizard Lazy Lady versus the Cats on PS5. Oh, Quintus. oh, there's another one of those games? All right. <laughs> another one. There was others. Okay. Oh, oh, my God. Those games are wild. Quintus, The Absence of Truth on PS5 and PS4. The Bear B on PS5 and PS4. <laughs> July 7th, Match Point Tennis Championships on PS5 and PS4. Zero Tolerance Collection. Of lactose? Who knows? PS4 and the 8th of July. Eternal Hope on PS4. Something that I think the world's all out of. So we we need your supply. Kelowna. I can never. Klonoa. Klonoa. All right. Fantasy uh, Reverie series? Reverie. Reverie series. What is this game, Kyle? Everybody, like, all of a sudden. Speaking of mascot platformers, it's a platformer game. Oh, Uh, this is Konami, right? I think so. Klonoa so. uh, yeah. games are very good. I'm very oh, excited really? for this okay. one. Yes, okay. I love them. And Madison on PS5 and PS4. Uh, really quickly, mm-hmm. um, Rainbow Advance is a one-minute platinum. Uh, Lizard Lady versus the Cats is only 50 cents, and you should get the platinum roughly like in 45 minutes. The Bear B you can get in five minutes tops, uh, and I believe that's only like two bucks. A lot of cheap platinums this week. That's been your cheap platinum report, sponsored by <laughs> Mr. Casey. <laughs> by the Dollar Tree. <laughs> Our products may work. We don't guarantee, but you know why you're here. It's the Dollar Tree. All right, Kyle. It's the last segment, but our favorite segment of the week. It's the Sony Pony Express. Yeah! Fourth of July. Let's try. Let's try. Let's shoot some fireworks and scare some dogs. Did your dog get scared on Fourth of July this year? They did it the night before, and my dog was shivering like. Oh, I hate that. I hate that, dude. I've never seen him shiver so much in my life, and I was. Can can we be real for a second? As adults. Fireworks are stupid. They've grown more tiresome as the years go on. I prefer like the the drones. You see the oh, drone yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah, they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Like I saw somewhere they they, they did the 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 Star Trek like thing, shit, mm. and they were that's like cool. spinning it in the. That's way cooler than like yeah. explosions in the air. Everybody's got PTSD. I mean, I don't Fingers I don't mind fireworks off. at like after a baseball game or something like that, but like. Seeing the videos of people setting them off in the street and them going horribly wrong with like yeah. all your neighbors and like, stop it! Just knock it off. You no, don't need to go do it. Go to a it. carnival to watch the fire. Exa- like, you don't need to do it at your house. Exactly. Designate an area. Go watch it there. Yeah. It's not like your town doesn't do that exactly. unless your town doesn't like fun. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're anti-fun now. Yeah, and like every town that has their own day, like they're trying to celebrate the fact that they're a shitty town without a Chipotle. So, like, you gotta, 
<laughs> a town needs a Chipotle or a Starbucks. Jesus. We got like eight different pizzerias. They're all better than anything out Midwest, but I digress. Fireworks are fine for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. You get some drones out there doing like flips and, and crap. Way cooler. Way yeah. cooler, dude. Yeah? I agree. Make it a lightsaber, but then people are going to think it's a penis. So like make it like a Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Oh, the drones. The okay. drones. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like you just went and grabbed your lightsaber no. and people thought it would be a penis. So like, whoa, <laughs> what? Where why are you holding it down there? I don't understand. I could explain. <laughs> I will do what I must. All right. Sony Pony Express. We got an email, and this time it wasn't hate mail. I got a lot of hate mail last God, week. Y'all. I, listen, <laughs> stop it. Between people you and I. Stop it. I like that I'm living rent free in your heads. Keep keep writing to me at you know four a.m. with all your hate. It sustains. Also, you're a bunch me. of cowards. Why are you sending that shit to me, huh? I dare you. Because dare we you only go. have one centralized email, so they're like, yeah, might as well. They know where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of them got creative with it, but anyway, this is a nice one, and I liked it. I liked it. Uh, shout out to you, Greg. Uh, they write in, hey gentlemen. As someone who plays slangers, yes, Greg, this is why oh. I like you. I remember oh. why this this comment, fantastic. I was wondering how would you recommend ways to enjoy From games? I've tried to give Elden Ring, Sekiro, and Joe's favorite Bloodborne a shot, and I always end up rage quitting and leaving them to collect dust in my backlog. Do I just need to get good, stay away entirely, or try a different approach? Thanks for putting together the greatest PlayStation podcast that ever was or ever will be. Greg, a.k.a. GMAC99. Hey, thanks, Greg. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Um, I, I mean, I as a newcomer, please. as a lover of this this new series. Yeah, you uh, can speak uh, it better than me. A, a new Souls boy uh, <laughs> now. The, the thing that I think pulled me away from Bloodborne the first time I tried it, when it first came out and I initially tried it for the first time, I was forcing it too much. Mm-hmm. I was like forcing myself through it. I want to see what all the hype is. I want to see what all my friends are are digging about this game and the series and why it's like so revered. Yeah. And that initially made it so hard for me to play that game. And the rage was more of I'm not good enough to see this game that so many people love or this series that so many people love. So that I backed away for years and then I just wanted to surprise Joe with the platinum one day one month. And it was a great time. I ended up loving it. So my advice to you, Greg is to take your time. If you're not feeling it, walk away. That's right. But the moment you are like, let's say at work or you're, you're driving, you're doing something else and you're thinking about that bloodborne enemy, or you're thinking about the Elden ring weapon and how to go around this thing. The hooks are there. Like it, it when it starts to overtake your every waking minute, as intense of a feeling of that it that is, you know you're in it. So yeah. just kind of take your time with it, and don't let the constant beatings because it happens, just discourage you from it. Just get good. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> no, Greg, I'm not messing with you, but um, no, I think what Kyle says is perfect. I would just come back. Come to it with an open mind. Come to it with the expectations that you're going to die a lot in this game. And with that mindset, you can then start understanding 
the mistakes you may be making and start analyzing that. So, mm-hmm. like, again, the first episode, or first episode, the first level of Yarnum is perfect because it takes you through the steps. Like, you're going to be killed by this wolf boy. You're going to be revived at the hunter's dream. You're going to get a weapon. And then you can then successfully kill that wolf boy. And then you go find your first enemy that's hiding in a corner. You understand and look at the patterns and then hear the sounds that they're giving you. Those are prompts. Those are tells of what they're going to do next or what they've done. And then that's when you could start going through each enemy and really dissecting them, getting to learn their patterns, and then getting to learn the patterns of of how groups react to you. So once you start getting those patterns down, the game starts becoming easier, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. And And there's no... There's also no shame to look up like, hey, what is the best weapon? Absolutely. What no is shame. the best? Like, listen, do it. Tips. If, and if it guide. makes you it makes your time easier, go for it. Look yeah. up all the tips you need. Yeah. And Elden Ring is probably actually one of the the ones I recommend any new to from software game uh, trier out because <laughs> that word, that, that sentence didn't make any sense because you could just simply go back and just grind, you know, smaller enemies to get back to the newer uh, boss or, or whatever boss that you're stumped on or any enemy you're stumped on. And there's a lot of graces too. So like, you're not going to lose a ton of progress. Exactly. So I would say come with it, with that mindset, understand too. There's some enemies like millennia or was, uh, was, the 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 only boss in Elden Ring I had a true problem with it died dozens her. of times too. I hate her. <laughs> but it, like like I was trying her at level eighty, and Kyle's like, "Dude, you gotta go at level one hundred thirty." I'm like, "You're right." So there are some times where we're just like, "I don't have the DPS or the damage output, so I need to go and grind." So that's mm-hmm. that's what. And, and there's no shame if it's just not for you. you yeah. Know? No shame. Hey, and like I, you know, go look up. Uh, some fun let's plays you know i i love uh now that i i've been recommended this by many people and i finally took them up on it i love watching the prepare to try and rkg videos of them going through bloodborne and and now they're going through uh, demon souls on ps5 it's just it's really really cool because you have two two or one person people on there that know the game know the lore know what's coming one person's along for the ride and then one person who doesn't know anything is behind <laughs> the six playing and, nice. and getting their ass kicked or whatever it, those are great to watch too and just enjoy it that way if you want to see what the game's all about and and playing is giving you too much stress watch somebody else play there's no yeah. shame in that yeah that sometimes gets me hyped to go out there and beat the thing you know or go out there and give it a shot that said, Fuji writes, I just want to let you both know that the episode from two weeks ago made me laugh a lot. You are both doing a great job, and every time I listen, I have a big smile on my face. So thank you. Thank you, Fuji. By the way, Joe, that Aussie accent isn't bogan enough. Oi. What are you talking about about this, then? <laughs> I need All to- right, Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I love him. All right. Need to watch Mr. Chris Hemsworth more, I think. Oink. Also, Joe, Joe, hashtag Joe loves sweet num nums. Come on, Fuji. We're on such a great track. Yes. Needs to be on a shirt. I don't think it does. It creeps me out. How about a bumper sticker? (laughs) 
I would, you know what? I would, because people are like, they're expecting like like a, like a political thing nowadays. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to tell you. No num-nums 2024. And they're like, what is Joe Love Sweet num-nums? What the? What is that? Uh, <laughs> M9 Prime writes, question for the Sony Prony Express. Yeah. Uh, if you could spend 24 hours with any game character from a video game, who would it be? Also, would you like to visit this character's world or would you have this character come into our world? Boy. Whoa, this question. This is a lot. Now, is it a date? Are we out on a, like, am I? Why was I also thinking the same question? Because I'm thinking of, uh, of, uh, oh my God, why why am I blanking on her name? Oh my God. Tifa? Aerith? Uh, no, not just Tifa or Aerith. No, um, oh my god. Lost Legacy. Oh, oh Chloe? Chloe, there you go. Chloe's the ultimate. Chloe's Yeah. Huh. She's something, yeah. all right. <laughs> but like I drop her in the this world she already knows. She, I, she's not impressed by me one bit. Sure. She got nothing she could get out of me either. I got no secrets. I don't have a map. Part of me wants to Hang out with uh, Aerith in Midgar. Yeah. I would love that. Hmm. But also part of me would like, I would love to bring Aloy to our world. Okay. Like before everything went to crap and metal dinosaurs took over. This is what Ted Farrow took away from you. Yeah. But his <laughs> name's Elon in this world. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have our own. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, okay, so I thought of this. <laughs> this is like if like middle school Joe, I would be, I would get the Master Chief, so that he could beat up all my bullies. <laughs> Think about it. Like Chief just drops hey, in on a Master pod. Chief, can you answer these three pieces of hate mail I got this week? <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Cortana, give me my Plug- weapon. <laughs> I'm here to finish the fight. And, and fight these imagine bullies. though, yeah, Master Chief's like, all right, Cortana. He's like, oh, I can do that too. Hey, yeah. Alexa, <laughs> you have an AI chip embedded into your skull. Oh, as well. I have two. Meet Siri and Alexa. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and this is this is also not the Master Chief that, uh, it's, or you see his bare half. We're we're talking Steve Downs, Spartan One One Seven. Uh-huh. You know. And he's come down. Would I get a dragon though? That's another thing. Would I get a, like a dragon? Ride a dragon? A dra- oh, like Alex Straza from that? Warcraft. She drops down. I Do hop on her back. Do you want to risk that? Well, you mean risk it? Got a dragon. If the dragon eats you, there's no coming back. No, but Alex Straza is like a like she's sentient. Like she she. It's not like a. She's not gonna eat me. She's not gonna eat me. She's like a good dragon. Okay. She's part of the dragon flight. They could turn into people. So like okay. we could go to the football field. And so like, she's an animorph, is what you're telling me. Kind of, you could think of it like that. <laughs> okay. But this is also like in a tray situation where like I I get to ride her on her back and mm. she's like mm. we sing uh, songs. Correction, it's Falcor. Come on now. Falcor! Oh, <laughs> uh, what else? This way. I feel like there's one there's another character that I'm missing here. I wouldn't get Kratos. He'd be boring. I would just bring Ellie. Just give her a hug. <laughs> just like, listen, you've been through it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wanna, 
<laughs> Same thing with Clementine, Walking Dead. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would love to bring Jin Sakai in. <laughs> think about it. He does not know. He would, it would be such a fish out of water. Not even his language. Like, you could even bring him to Japan. They understand him. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. this technology. He'd be slicing IMAX in half. <laughs> like... Yeah, that'd just be funny. Again, too many sins to hold Molnir. Uh, <laughs> one last thing. <gasps> Kyle! Why not a Captain Astrobot? I think he gets to sit on my shoulder and like get a little fist bump. Like I did something good, he's like, fist bump. Yeah, you know what? That's not a bad call. I think it's the best call. call. I feel like yeah. it's the only call. Alright, Katie! Katie! Writes in. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Really glad to see the release date of God of War announced a few days before my birthday. Wink, wink. Ooh. Oh, okay. Do you get it? You get it for your birthday? Huh? Who, who we got to ask? Who we got to ask? Okay. So I'm going to start off a series of questions, which kind of follows from my question of last week. One, what is your favorite game for the PS1 era and why? Kyle, PS1 era and why? I got so many. I uh, see because I wasn't big into the PS1, I couldn't give you a legitimate quest like answer without it coming off fake. Because I would still say Mario 64 slapped <laughs> so hard. Uh-huh. It had uh-huh. no right to slap so hard. So like that's my easy cop out. Because again, I was a I Nintendo mean, boy. I, you know, feel free to tell me to stop whenever. Yeah. Brave Fencer Musashi, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, uh, Tomba. I loved Fighting Force, which was like a beat 'em up game. I loved uh, NBA Showtime with Shaq on the cover. Yeah. I, I loved uh, Siphon Filter, the Crash game, Spyro. Uh, uh, oh my God, uh, Tony Hawk, obviously. Um, oh, I'm forgetting. Oh, Star Ocean: The Second Story. Oh, shoot. Duh, yeah, no. Come on, T- Tony Legend Hawk of would Dragoon? probably be it. Tony yeah. Hawk would be it. I remember buying that at a Scholastic bookstore once. Whoa, really? Yeah, like yeah, at yeah. the book fair at school? At the book they fair had at school. No. Yeah, yeah. Because there was like, wow. I saw a book with it or something. Like maybe it came with an eraser. I have no idea. Wow. It shouldn't have been there. That's wild. Was. Yeah. Hey, mom, can I buy a book at school tomorrow? Yeah. Here's <laughs> full, 30, 40 game? bucks. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't know. She didn't know That's for wild. reasons. Uh, okay. Yuna writes in. Right, we got two more questions. We got two more questions or three more. Uh, we'll figure it out. There was a lot of questions this week. Everybody, thank you so much. Oh wait, that's Yuna writing in or Katie? Oh, that was Katie. Oh, sorry. Right, there's there's three parts here. Mine yeah. is the tie between Metal Gear Solid and Spyro Two. Damn, Spyro's great. Nice. Both very different style games, but by God, were they enjoyable? As always, I hope you guys uh, keep up. Uh, sorry, I love you guys and keep up the great work. Love you, uh, too, love Katie. you too, Katie. Thank you. Yuna writes, "Hey guys." Hope uh, you're both doing well. Welcome to July, where the JRPG July. Please play the Trials game series, everyone. Kratos was announced his return, and the summer heat makes it so gaming is like an ash cold soda. My God. My question this week is what games in a series that took a different approach to the series that you enjoyed. I'm finishing up Trials in the Sky Trilogy, and the third game in the series is more of a dungeon crawler than the first two games. And alongside it has Kevin, the priest that I mentioned before as the protagonist, and it has a good chance of 
sorry, it has been a good change because it deviates from the other games that it feels different enough to avoid the burnout from the series. So as I always throw it, this imaginary ball to you guys, what are your picks for games that are a nice change from that series? That's so, that's such a great question. Such a great question. It is a great question. I'm trying to think of what series really changes it up besides the one that's just comes straight to my mind, which is Final Fantasy. Right, because they change it up constantly. They, they, I mean, the old school ones and up to, I think, up to 10, they all kind of follow the same thing other than, like, specific systems in the battle yeah. and like materia and and in seven the guardian uh forces injunction system in eight um but like the one that i lo- really really truly loved was tens combat mm. and where it, it it went away from waiting for the bar to fill up and then you can do your action to here's a a column of when the characters are act or are are up in the order, mm-hmm. including the enemy. So you can see how many moves until the enemy attacks. And then you can kind of plan it out that way. And you can swap every party member in and out at, at any point. Um, I kind of love that okay. kind of change of space, uh, change of pace, pace kind of thing that 10 did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the one that instantly came to my, to my brain. Yeah. I would also say final fantasy. Because, again, that's a series that always changes it up. And we've seen them t- go from, like, this, you know, turn-based to making an action RPG. And I feel yeah. like they've they've done such a great job with that. So I would also give it to Final Fantasy as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Famous Seamus writes in, who is the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life. And I'm sorry I missed your question from prior. But he says, with the Klonoa... Cl- uh, with the Klonoa series coming out yeah. in a few days, what other PS1 slash 2 platformers should be remastered slash remade next? Listen, if you're not going to do Sly because you're cowards, do Jack. That's it. Yeah, I guess so. Really? You got nothing? I, yeah. Oh, I got many. Good, uh, go for it. Give me Croc, Legend of the Gobos. Okay. Uh, bring back Croc. Uh, bring back uh, Gex. Bring back... Uh, uh, oh my god. Oh my god. It was just there. I so. talked about it earlier. It's less of a mascot platformer, but like Tomba is a great platformer okay. with action RPG kind of stuff in there. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones. I mean, <laughs> it was never on PlayStation, but Glover is getting a PC <laughs> release, which is wild to me. Um, I hope that comes to PlayStation. I, lo- I, I love how they just targeted the meme community. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I own that game on PC, yeah, and it never ran back oh, in the day. Wow. Oh, wow. It never ran. It, it glitched constantly, so I never got to play that game. So I would love to play it. Oh, there's got to be others. Yeah. Well, while you're thinking of that, ask what not why writes in. This is the last question of the night. Okay. What do mm-hmm. you think the gaming community is going to whine about next? Now that we have the release date for God of War, how it's not coming sooner, perhaps how they didn't have a big event. Maybe how it looks like a PS4 game, how they didn't try to have us solve a complex math problem to get the release date. My personal <laughs> complaint is with the potential trend of collector's editions not coming with the physical copy. I say just get over it. 
I was like, just get over mm. it, Kyle. Uh, get over it, everybody. Digital is the future. Embrace it. Uh, not coming with a physical copy of the damn game, but having a steel bookcase. Happy whining. Love, Jose. Panini pressed about the negativity from the gaming community. Jimenez. Love you, brother. Um, uh, Really quickly, Jersey Devil platformer. Jersey Devil. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Seinfeld reference for you. Rayman. Bring back Rayman, please. Oh, yeah, dude. Rayman Legends. That was great. And a little hint at this month's Road to Greatness episode. I would say bring back Ape Escape. Joe might have different things to say about it. Patreon.com slash PS is gonna get wild. Yeah. Uh what what are people going to complain about next? I already know it. How Xbox had no games this year. I already oh. saw a Twitter space about it, and I'm already yep. bored of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Twitter spaces, just get rid of them. PlayStation centric, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, probably. Yeah, like people are going, oh, the animations of God of War. Like that, that's one. You can see it. It's so hard. I feel like. Or space, God, Ragnarok isn't a full sequel. Yeah, like 2.5. It's, again, it's that dumb. It's the versus mentality. It's the versus mentality that we have. Yeah. It's why I love the console war room that we do with our good friend Sean Capri, because it's it's set up like one of those dumb debates, but it's just not. It's like yeah. a, it's like the anti one of those. So like to me, I feel like the space has just gotten so negative that it's just not fun because everybody is either being negative or complaining that it's negative. Um, And I just think it's a symptom to the broader problem that is in not just like the game space, but just world right now is everybody's really tense and bottled up because I think we've been Mm -hmm. in our rooms for too long and we're getting out into the world and we're sensitive about almost everything. So yeah. much so that you'll see some people sending me death threats and telling me <laughs> that I should go off myself. Which again, uh, love that I'm living in your head rent free. I literally looked at one before the show ended. I was like, y'all are wild. But it's really about not letting those forces get to you. Um, mm-hmm. And the way I deal with it is personally, and it's going to come out really wrong. It's the only way I think of it. It's like, I don't care what anyone has to say about anything. It's like you have to earn my... My, um, what's, what is it? Apath- apathy or empathy? I always forget that one. But like, empathy is how you, you can put yourself in other people's shoes. There you go. Gotta earn that for me. Because to me, it, I see too many people, like, they'll come at me with, with different energy. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, you don't earn that reaction. Like, I, I saw one of those contrary posts to be contrarian posts. And I'm just like, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't deserve me even giving you a reply. Mm-hmm. If you're like a a, a nice person, and y- you know, y- like like Jose is, and I know you're coming from a good place by reading it, then I'm gonna hit you with a reply. Then you know we're gonna have fun. But that's how I've been dealing with it. a lot of a lot of social media is people that want attention, and you'll take mm-hmm. a look at a lot of people that have quote unquote shows. And their Twitter presence is huge. They have all these followers. But when you take a look at the actual shows they make, no one really shows up because no one is actually invested for an hour, two hour, three hours in these shows that are just negative bullcrap. And they all leave. It's much easier to have that negative thought in a 280 character uh, post to get that attention on it. Uh, because that's how much time people are willing to give to it. 
So Mm -hmm. to me, it's really about earning people's attention with positivity and, you know, being thoughtful and giving thoughtful critiques without making it a, a personal attack or making that your personality. Cause even with the toxicity, there's also toxicity that's based in positivity. Mm-hmm. You know, when people do make, you know, I, I kid, I'm just going to have a little cough. I'm sorry. Muted it like a pro that'll make like a game, their personality so much so that it creates this, uh, this fear around it that is kind of just tense. So to me, it, it really is just coming to people with that positive thoughtfulness is how you're going to, to get that positive outcome, searching for people that are bringing that positivity because they feel like they need to. I hope we're doing that. I hope that PS Trophy Room is doing that. Um, and I think that's why I think our social media has done so great is because when we say something, it means something because we want to say that thing, not because we are dictated to say that thing. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. And on that beautiful note, I think people are going to be upset that the PS Plus refresh is not going to be enough <laughs> in a week. <laughs> They're going to take a look at that yeah. classic lineup and be like, nope. What this are you was- paying for it for? Yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. nothing to fear. <laughs> We're bringing them back. People loved them last. I really thought people would hate the FDR thing. They loved I, it. Uh- they I'm were, shocked. I'm shocked. I am. I'm like. I'm looking at. It, I'm like. I'm really surprised they didn't get a death threat over the FDR thing. <laughs> out of all. Out of all of it. The things. Yeah. All of the impressions you do. Yeah. FDR. It's the worst one. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one people love. That's right. Fuck <laughs> out! I don't get it, Kyle. Is there anything that that's been the show this week? Is there anything yeah. you'd like to spotlight before we head out at here? Yeah, I'd like to spotlight myself, Mr. K-Sep, on everywhere, including PSN, all that jazz. Uh, 61 Indie is on a little summer break because two of the three founding members are getting uh, married uh, this weekend that Joe is coming to, and I will be there officiating it all. Um, so we're, no new reviews or previews or anything like that or podcasts for 61 Indie side. Well, please go throw a follow over there at 61 Indie on Twitter and 61 Indie.com. That's S-I-X-O-N-E. I-N-D-I-E. And also, I don't know if I ever mentioned this on the show. Uh-oh. I forgot who said it. I feel like it might have been Green Gorilla. I don't know. Mm. But they're like, whenever I spell it out, it sounds like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. S-I-X-O-N-E. I-N-D-I-E. Oh. <laughs> and now I can't not spell it out and not have it <laughs> being sung in my head at the same time. So thank you, whoever said that. Absolutely, absolutely. You can find me over at Mr. Babbitt on Twitter. You can find their show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. And please, 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 if you could be so kind, rate us five stars. Ooh, I dropped my pen over at Apple Pod. I'm still winging it over at Apple Podcast. It really does help us out. It grows this show. Uh, and it really, if you could toss us some kind words, that'd be greatly appreciated. Kyle, yes? I'm going to throw something on you right now that we please. didn't talk about. We probably should have, but oh. I don't care. Okay. What? How many reviews are we sitting at right now? 360 on the U.S. base. Okay. If we can get to 400, uh-huh. we'll send you a copy of God of War Ragnarok. Oh, I was going to do that a little bit beforehand, like 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 a month before. Do you want to do a giveaway right now? I don't know. <laughs> All right, boys. Look at, we're, work, we're workshopping. This oh, you know, what? you know what? Here, 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 here it is. Uh, 400. 400. We'll get you a copy of The Last of Us Remake Part 1. 
Bingo, bango, dunzo. Look at that. Okay, so we are worldwide, worldwide, wide, wide, wide. 377 reviews over on Apple Podcasts. We are currently 259 reviews over on Spotify. If you give us a five-star review on either one of those, post them at PS Trophy Room or at Mr. Babbitt or at Mr. K-Step, whether that's on Twitter, whether that's on Discord, you are entered to win a copy of The Last of Us Part 1 Digital Deluxe Version. That's right. We're not just Ooh. giving you the base game. By mm. golly, geez, no. We are giving you the Digital Deluxe. So make sure you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars on Spotify. Again, share us a screenshot of your review over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, at Mr. Badbit on Twitter, at Mr. Ksep on Twitter or Discord, whichever is preferred as long as we get to see it. Mm -hmm. Or even just DM us as well. That yeah. helps. And you are entered to win. And if you've already have given us a five-star review, no problem. You're already automatically entered. And if you are a patron, you're also automatically entered. And if you've done both, you're entered twice. That's right. And if you send either of us hate mail, you are negative five entries. And I will send John 117 to your house and I will beat you up. <laughs> John, where did you come from? This is a PlayStation show. You know this. I have a PS5 in my mainframe. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> your mainframe. That's right. <laughs> I'm here to finish the fight. <laughs> we get it, John. We get it. <laughs> you got some paper mache dioramas you want to show me? <laughs> Of battlefields. <laughs> That's a deep cut. This is a PlayStation show. No one's going to get that. <laughs> all right, everyone. With all that said, with all that out of the way, go find us over at the Trophy Room on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find your podcast service of choice. Again, rate us five stars. Show it to us as proof. And you are entered to win a copy of The Last of Us Part 1 Digital Deluxe. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Hashtag Joe loves sweet num nums. Son of a <laughs> banger. We also I have oh, also have to say banger. No. Whew.